This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 202 of The Real Word. Word is up. We've got, I love this time of year, Nicole. You do? I do. Like after, like the after Christmas, like New Year? Well, just when Brad's predictions for the New Year, Brad Inman, of course, Mm -hmm. his predictions come out around this time of year. Is it because you like to mock him or you enjoy? Okay. You know, it's interesting. He... Before we get into his 20, uh, 2022 picks, yep, we'll uh, we'll recap some of just some of the highlights of his twenty twenty one. It's interesting that he didn't predict that Inman News would be sold in twenty twenty one. Well, I don't know that he would want to give give that away. I bet you he was. I'm certain he was working on it in twenty twenty, but. But he did have some inside baseball on on some of his picks. You know, he he predicted his number one prediction. For 21, for this past year, that did come true was Keller Williams would launch a new program to recruit realtors. They did that right at the end of the year now. They're, they're doing like this, hey, we'll, we'll uh, train you guys, get you schooled up. And similar to what a lot of uh, these smart teams like our team have done mm-hmm. to recruit. Uh, so they did that in the fourth quarter. I think he had some inside baseball on that. Uh, he did predict that interest rates will remain depressed. We have a prediction from him For next on- year interest rates for 2022 that we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, he predicted that the Zillowization of real estate branding has devalued big franchise brands. Great. Real G will roll out flexible brands. That's more inside baseball because they did that. So like, like you know, I think middle of the year, uh, Real G said they would have this new model where you could like almost be powered by Real G, mm-hmm. similar to powered by ERA, which is a Real G company type of thing. Uh, he predicted that Compass will go public. They did that and that its stock would spike and then settle down. So these are all right. I mean, it's not like the year before where Brad predicted that 50% of transactions would be iBuyers by the end of 20. Uh, I think that was by the end of 2020, right? Well, I mean, he also, he also didn't predict a pandemic either. So no, true, but it still hasn't (laughs) come true. And we've seen that iBuying is more of a feature, more of a product necessarily than you know a market maker which is what all these nuts believe that open door is you go on you go on youtube and start commenting about open door you get all these people that say open door is a market maker they don't know what the heck they're talking about and the the stock reflects that they're down big time year to date uh he predicted florida texas nevada would be the biggest beneficiaries of the great geographic reshuffling this year and florida and texas were one and two with the early numbers and nevada was in the top 10 so i'd say he's pretty much Close. on there yep. uh, so he had he had some pretty good pretty good predictions well i feel like year. a few of them were also kind of softballs i mean yeah, some were softballs. I, I mean it, it sounds like all these things were probably brewing the year before and then he was just solidifying that they were going to happen last his 2020 year, predictions year. were really bad so he had to come yeah. back well yeah. he didn't want right. to Get ridiculed again? No, yeah. not by us. Well, not that he, not that he by cares. you. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I think don't he know. Cares. Maybe. All right. So here's Brad Inman's real estate predictions for 2022. He's saying here's to a sober year. You'll catch the theme of what he means by that as we go through them. So Nicole, you and I will go through each prediction. Are you going to actually click it? Are you going to hit your answer? Yeah, I already did on my end. Oh, you already did? We'll link up the article and you can actually click. So there's about 2,500 people that have voted on each one of Brad's predictions. So I like that he did that better this year. Usually he'll he'll do a write-up on them. This year he basically just did a poll 
on each prediction. So he makes his prediction. Then you can say agree or disagree. Nicole will do the same as we go through these and say whether we agree or disagree. Number one prediction, he's got 14 of them. Mortgage rates will rise. Uh, that one I agree with. I agree. 96% of people polled also agree. Bank rate agrees. Navy Federal agrees. They're both between 3.7 and 4% by the end of the year. Uh, obviously, with the Fed raising interest rates, not mortgage rates, but but federal interest rates, three times in the next year, that should have an impact. It's not a direct impact on mortgage rates, but should have some impact. So I think this is a lock. 96% of people agree. Number two, a buyer's market will come ashore as supply increases. So we're entering 2022 at mm -hmm. the lowest point of inventory ever, ever. in most markets. Mm -hmm. But Brad is predicting that by the end of the year, I guess he's saying by the end of the year, because we're certainly not coming into this situation right. in the year, that, that it'll turn into a buyer's market as supply increases. Now, a buyer's market has to go above five or six months of inventory. We're Over like six at months. two or less yep. than two months of inventory yes. right now. So it has to jump quite a bit. Quite a bit. To get there, do you agree or disagree, Nicole? I 100% disagree. Yeah, so you don't think there's any chance it gets to five or six months of inventory no, or above? No, no. I don't believe it'll be over over the six-month mark. Never. I Not disagree. Yeah. And 69% of people polled disagree. And you could say, hey, maybe agents are living in the moment right now. This is like... This is the market now, but as these interest rates spike, more inventory is going to come on. There's going to be less buyers and there'll be inventory sitting there. And by the end of the year, we're going to be above 6%. That's what Brad says. And there's 31% of people that agree with him. I just don't happen to be one of them. I think we'll get, I think we'll get closer to closer. five or six months yes. by the end of the year. I do think in quarter three and quarter four is when we'll start to see inventory increase. I just think like with the absorption we're going to have in quarter one and quarter two due to the demand and the limited inventory we're starting the year with. And the fact that a lot of people just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go move and, and buy something that's, you know, so high in, in value right now. I, I don't see it happening well, and, very quickly. And then again, and then with the rates increasing too. So it'll, yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be very interesting. But number three, this is an interesting one. Mm -hmm. And the, when the people that were polled, about 2,500 people again, they were 50 50 down the middle on this 51% and 49, but you can call that 50, 50, right? Oh, you already, you, I haven't even answered it yet. I've already you're, clicked. So you're already giving away the, the, the goods. Well, it's 50, 50 and not really. How, well, how would that be the goods? I don't know. You said 51, right. 49. Here's the question. Yes. Or here, or here's his prediction. The luxury housing market will cool. The rich are on standby with big ticket items as Economic and pandemic uncertainly jolt confidence. In Palm Beach, crickets are all you can hear, one top producing agent says. Nicole, do you agree or disagree? I disagreed. You disagreed. I'm, I did disagree. I wish there was a third option here, like neutral on this. I don't think the luxury housing, and he just says it will cool. Cool. So, right. you know, I mean, certainly don't think it's going to collapse. I guess I'm in agreement that it won't be as screaming hot as it was in 2021. So if that's what he means by cool, a little more context would have been. And, and listen, Palm Beach crickets are all you can hear. I wonder what they're talking about on a price range for luxury. It's probably over 10 million. Certainly, like in Naples, Florida, 
you don't hear crickets. You, you just have like no inventory, mul multiple offers in a lot of the like 500 to million and a half price ranges, obviously. Uh -huh. But but that ultra, when they're saying luxury in some of these markets like Palm Beach, that could mean over 10 million. It likely does. Okay. And, and maybe that has stopped. But, you know, luxury is different in every single market. I agree. I just, I don't think it, I don't think it's cooling. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it cooling. You don't see it cooling. You see I it. I see it. I see it maintaining. Being the same or. I do. I see it. Okay. I see it saying, I see it staying the same. Yes. Mm -hmm. Staying the same. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm going to go with agree. And this is right down the line here. 51 to 49% agree. 51 agree. 49% uh, disagree. I would say I'm only agreeing just because I, I think it won't be as white hot, maybe a tick down. So I guess that, oh, that, so would, that would be, be a cool. That would be, be, I guess, cool. would be a cool. That's yeah. a cool. Okay. Yeah. Number four, real estate celebrities will begin to look silly in a tougher market. So this is what he means by sober, a sobering year, this theme of him believing this is a tougher market. Next year, those who understand the business of grinding out real estate deals will get stars on Hollywood Boulevard. Hmm. I guess I'm not really loving the wording on this one. Like real estate celebrities, what is real that? Real estate celebrities. So when when we say real estate celebrities, what comes to yeah. mind to you? Uh, I I I mean at this point it's like all the, t all, the all everyone on TikTok, right? Oh TikTok, I'm thinking Bravo, yeah. like Ryan Serhan. I'm thinking the Altman brothers. I'm thinking. Uh, have you ever watched a TikTok of Josh Flag? His TikTok. I, I mean, don't. I haven't. No, but I, but it looks like Josh and uh and the and the brothers are starting. They're they have a Josh they and Josh. So they're joining yeah. forces. I saw that. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know if they're, oh, they're joining. No, I don't think their company's joining. Yeah. I think they're just doing no, a show No, they are doing, that, that's what I meant. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But Josh Flagg's TikTok, just a little side note here. It, you'd love it. All he talks yeah. about is drinking. All he talks about is drinking. <laughs> that's it. That's all he does. Yeah. So, so that's I guess what I if think you're talking think about celebrity. like the like Altman and I mean they they have but they've been they've been in the business like years before a great market too. Right. I mean they've been they've been grinding. They've been in bad market, good market. One hundred percent. So if that's what you're talking about, then I disagree. I guess if you're talking about like local real estate celebrities, the ones that all of a sudden feel like they've also like that they started doing well this year. Those, yes, maybe won't. But I'll be honest, it's been a great year and you've had to grind. It, it still hasn't been an, an easy market. Yeah. Um, I mean, keeping deals together or winning multiple offers. So I, I kind of feel like I have to disagree with this one. I'm on the disagree side only because I'm with you how I define the real estate celebrities. I am thinking of the Ryan Serhants. I am thinking of the Altman brothers and those individuals know and understand how to grind out real estate deals. I'm in agreement that the the people that are heavy units and and those guys are heavy units on a luxury side, but you know not certainly not how we define heavy units. I mean, Nicole, our team's going to do 500 units. Did 500 units in 2021? Yeah. As long as everything closes this week, we'll break 500, <laughs> right? And so that that's a lot of units. The teams, the agents that understand how to do top half percent units in their market are going to be fine. Certainly the people that, that to your point, had this like fluke of a year and thought that they were a celebrity. Or like they just got their license social. this year and here yeah. I did 20 deals. Like right. it's, it's not always easy to do 20 deals in, it's about in a, putting in a it shitty up market. Year yeah. after year after year. So I'm going to disagree with, with Brad's prediction only because of how I define and think about the real uh, celebrities of, of real estate. 
And certainly when I, even the social celebrities, if you call them that, that I follow, these are people with real businesses Oh uh, yeah, that I'm interested. Well, in following but they, anyway. but they are grinding. So it's like yeah. I, I guess I hate that word grinding. But I mean they Grind. are they are grinding. Like they don't like that word. I hate the word. It, it's, just, it, it's like it's like hashtag hustle. Like what the like well, I I hustle. <laughs> like watch the hustle. Like I I don't. If if you have to actually say that you're grinding and that like you're hustling, that are you really? So what like, are you going to be doing in 22? You're not grinding. You're not hustling, Nicole. What's your word? I, ooh, I have to have a word. Yeah, what's your word? Just putting in the work? Uh, well, just like, I don't, I don't just know. Doing just doing it? Doing it, yeah. Doing it. <laughs> oh my God, that would be a horrible hashtag, doing it. Like that's doing that, it. That, ooh, that's, look. You should own it. <gasps> but Byron, remember we were just talking about our new, um, our new team, like words and like our, our mission, yeah. remember? And we wanted to be the Nike of real estate. Yeah. So it's like just doing do it. it, doing it. Yeah, it's like, it's sort of like the... It's like the, the the curvature on that. Well, the Nike of real estate is such a great way to think about your team. And it, people could steal this if they wanted to. N- Nike's mission statement. Do you remember what it was, Nicole? It, it, yeah, it was to be better than... It was just to dominate competitors. Do, do, oh, dominate competitors. All right. I thought he. I thought they specified a certain... But no, you're right, to dominate. They did specify. They, they go deeper. Like They want to just like make Adidas look silly was kind of yes. like the, the reason yeah. behind that. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people say don't think about your competitors, but the, Nike's just full force of like, we just want to be so dominant is very inspiring. So, yes. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Totally off off topic. They're number well, five. So, but 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 did you give the percentage of the people that did agree? Yeah. So, so uh, the people that agree with him, I, I don't think I did. So thank you. Uh, the people that agree with him are 72%. That was the majority. I'm surprised. Well, I, I also we're both feel like disagree. So we are. Well, I just I feel like maybe there's some, maybe there's some haters. There's some haters out there. Oh, for some, sure. Some jelly haters. For Again, sure. It, I mean, it's just jealousy is a mean, a mean, horrible thing in this business. Well, we see that in in the local boards. Connecticut's the the biggest example of 2021 haters. The politics they're playing there, getting all the teams to change their names because right. the industry's deathly afraid of teams. That would have been a prediction I would have made. I think he did make that prediction a few years ago that teams take over the industry. They've done it. The prediction I'm making now in 2022 is that the industry, the people that are afraid of these celebrities become even more afraid of team dominance. Right. Number five, peekaboo. Off market listings will mm-hmm. become an endangered species in a new market exposure will trump insider deal making. That I so, agree with. I agree. Right now, okay. 100%. So you, so you think I off agree. market? I just had somebody yesterday ask me to look at their house next week. Yeah. In uh, the new development we have on the golf course, that they, uh-huh. they would be a resale. And they said, you know, you've got all this interest. We want you to market off market. So, and I, I think in the luxury, I, I, I wait. I don't mean to interrupt there, but clearly they don't really want to sell. Well, but they're but they're willing to sell if you can get them the right price. I, and I in think, my mind, that's that's true for me. Like that's that's true for ninety nine percent of the people. In you my mind, sell, Nicole. You're a no, liar. you're that is true. I that's, every year <laughs> I can predict Nicole will not sell her house and collect on that prediction. Yeah, that is true. Sorry. But I'm just I, saying, I mean, for the right price. I think off-market listings will not be an endangered species when it comes to the luxury price point. You've got in the median price points in almost every market, you've got to be foolish to do it 
with the amount of activity and the chance that you have of seeing multiple offers in a in a price war on your property, you'd have to be foolish to do that in median and average price points in your market. But again, luxury, I could see this still being a thing. Well, so but again, I, he's not specifying luxury here. Yeah, but I'm going to specify. I would agree for median price points and I would disagree for luxury. I, I, I agree with the whole thing. 64% agree. So 64% of people are on your side that they, yeah. they agree with that. Yeah. Number six, as always, good houses will command robust prices. I am too poor to be cheap. I agree and so do – what are you, Nicole? 98%. You yeah. yeah, I agree too. Yeah. 98% of people agree. Yeah. That's an easy one. We always easy. say that. Mm -hmm. Equality will spread its wings, creating opportunity for the entire industry. The percentage – on the agree disagree on people polled was shocking to me on this one. Really? Yeah. Why were you so surprised? Well, what you, so what, what's your answer? Equality well, will spread its wings, creating opportunity for the entire industry. So the problem here is is that there's 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 the there's a hope as opposed to what Well, will this really is his happen. prediction. This is Brad's prediction that I know, equality will spread, it will its, spread wings. its wings. So my my hope uh, is that I would agree, but I part I, the disagreement is just I, I, I agreed, but you agree I, that equality will spread its wings in the real estate industry. Is that I agree, but it it uh, yes. My well, I don't want your hope. I want your prediction. No, but that's 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 what my hope is: is that it will spread. But I'm I'm not so certain that it's going to create a, a ton of opportunity for the industry. So are you industry. an agree or disagree? I agreed. <laughs> I agree too. Only I agree too. Only forty eight percent of people agree. So fifty two percent of people disagree that equality is going to spread its wings and create opportunity for the entire real estate industry. Nicole, why do you think so many people? And this is what was shocking to me. So many people disagree that there's going to be equal opportunity in this industry. Well, I think for so long we've been we've been talking about it and. You know, I don't know that there's a ton of confidence that is leading people to believe that this will be the year for that. To me, this might be one of the industries that create the most opportunity for people outside of if you want to climb NAR and your local board, which is extremely political and a bunch of hot garbage. Outside of that, if you want to if you want to grow in this industry, I think you can do it as anybody or anything. And so I think those opportunities outside of the ever politicized boards are going to be there. So I, I agree. Number eight, proof. California Association of Realtors executive and woman up co-founder Sarah Suchin will become the next car CEO. I haven't been following this, so I really have I have no idea. Well, I would clearly, agree just because it, it, well, I clearly, think he's got inside baseball. Clearly, most don't either because if you look at the tally of votes, that one dropped by yeah. like a, by over six hundred. Like six hundred people just skipped it. I think so, unless you're part of car, you don't care. Well, <laughs> I suppose, but yeah. So I I agreed with that one as well. I'm gonna root for her. Go Sarah. I agree with you. Uh, I think Brad's got some inside baseball, so. 
I hope you get it. Yep. The number nine, the DOJ will continue to drag National Association of Realtors through the mud until the entire brokerage process comes transparent. NAR CEO Bob Goldberg will declare victory. Um, I I agreed with that one. I think that we still have a long road to go with with the DOJ. I agree that DOJ is not going to stop. And eighty seven percent of people agree with us, Nicole. Yep. I also agree that no matter what happens, the puppet CEO of NAR, Bob Goldberg, will declare victory either way because that's mm -hmm. just what he does. You know, he's going to turn it into like him doing something special for the industry. And so I, I agree with that. I think that's the angle Brad's taking. Maybe mm -hmm. I could be too completely off base there, but what do you think, Nicole? Well, I, I already said I agree. All right. No, I'm yeah. talking about my Bob Goldberg. Statement. Oh, I'm not getting involved in any of You're your statements. Involved. No. Number 10, the Keller Williams and Douglas Elliman IPOs will face a lukewarm reception as the real estate market suffers and as stock equities remain volatile. Valuations across the sector will be depressed. So we talked about he was right that Compass would Compass would IPO last this past year, 21, and it would have a good reception, so not a lukewarm reception, and then it would fall down. So watching Compass, I've got to agree with Brad here that there's going to be a lukewarm reception to Keller Williams IPO and Douglas um, Elements IPO because Compass's IPO this year, they've lost 54% year to date as of right now, as of, as of this minute. They are trading at a pathetic nine dollars and 12 cents when they open the year at over 20 dollars and i predicted this i was way ahead of the curve first guessing this that compass stock was completely overvalued when it ipo'd i never bought any of it and that has proven to be right i wouldn't be surprised if this compass stock goes even lower. It was dramatically overvalued and most IPOs uh, can be overvalued. So I think Keller Williams, Douglas Elliman uh, are, are just going to come out flat and, and they'll probably, maybe maybe not KW, but they'll, they'll probably both lose year to date this year. I, I So I agreed with this. I don't follow the market quite like you do, but I, I agreed. Good. All right. Yep. 78% mm -hmm. of people agree. Number 11, power buyers, which are cash offer fintech startups, will need to adjust when home buyers aren't in a crazed competition for every listen. So see this theme? He continues uh, to yes. think the market is well, going to slow that's, down. So that's the problem that I have here because I, I do agree if the buyers aren't in crazed competition, but yeah. I think that they will continue to be in a crazed situation. So. Again, it's it's a it's it's a shitty way to 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 preface this whole thing because I I do think that they will need to adjust, but I don't think it's going to be next year because I don't think that there's going to be a problem, um, with with there being competition at each listing. So yeah, I guess so, I disagree. I mean, I, I kind of disagree too because for quarter one, quarter two, we're going to be in a crazed competition. Now I agree with his overall thesis that power buyers, which is like the new thing uh, as opposed yep. to i buyers. Are going to need to adjust because again if they're just building a company off of power buying it's a product not a company right i would agree with him long term but for quarter one quarter two they're going to be fine it's going to be a crazed market so now 90 percent of people agree with him 
90%. So it's so interesting, though, because if we go back to the top, again, if we're really sort of following, what did it say above that um, right here by a buyer's market, 69% disagreed, right? Right. Yeah, anyway. Very well. We're following the theme. Anyway. Number 12, iBuying gets trickier as prices slip in many markets. More part of a sobering market theme that the prices are going to be slipping. Now, Goldman Sachs, Zillow disagree. 13.5% increase in 2022, they're predicting. But a new bottom creates opportunities for investors by the end of the year and into 2023. Well, that I agree with. Yeah, and I agree overall. I think iBuying clearly gets trickier on a large scale. We saw that Zillow gave it up. We saw that Open Door is getting smacked in their faces on their stock valuation uh, in throughout 2021. And I believe that going into 2023, there are going to be more opportunities for local investors, the comeback of the local investor. So I agree. 83% of people agree with this as well. Yep. 13 on the executive front, leaders, not cheerleaders, will win the day next year this was a runaway 97 i just don't even under don't leaders agree. always win over cheerleaders yeah, know, i'm not understanding but i agree so he obviously needed to hit 14 i guess he likes he likes the number 14 so Maybe. we had to yeah. we had to hit it yeah uh so yeah, i agree leaders leaders are going to be very important as always 14 final brad inman prediction of the year actually he does have a <laughs> bonus prediction we'll get into that one too 14 i haven't even read it yet good agents will kick ass in 2022 a rocky market is kind to the tenacious but less to the prima donnas they will continue to peacock around but no Mm -hmm. one will be watching (laughs) yeah 98 percent of people agree obviously yeah all right bonus Mm -hmm. and this is right with his sobering theme so he's big on the market going down he's the only one he didn't predict that or at least people getting a little bit more level-headed yeah i feel like yeah so bonus, a pile of Range Rovers and a few Bentleys will go back to the dealers. <laughs> but the vanity plates, I sell XXX real estate, will last a career no matter what you drive. What do you think? I mean, just because it's funny, you got to agree. I feel yeah. like he should have thrown like a BMW in there. Maybe that maybe that would have been a little bit more yeah, realistic. Bentleys, but, I mean. Right? I don't know. Uh-huh. I, feel like if you, I feel like if you're getting a Bentley, you should be a baller. You shouldn't be well, financing this. I, well, or or you've been a baller for uh, uh, plenty of years. Right. Yeah. You're spoiling yourself. <laughs> you're not buying that year one. 89% of people agree. Anybody that that lived above their means, and unless they're going to really back it up with some hard work, they're going to pay for it for sure. So Yeah. He says, All finish right. this happy New Year, see in NYC. January for Connect. Uh, I won't be there unless, you know, they want to make it very appealing for me to be there. I think you say that every year and they never make it appealing. So, (laughs) what's up up with that? (laughs) Brad, I don't know if Brad has that kind of pull now because he's, I don't know, because he sold the company. All right, we're going to finish this podcast a, a little different than we usually do. We'll get back to our normal two rackets and marketeer of the week in the new year, but we're going to finish this up with the 10 most expensive celebrity real estate transactions of 2021. So we'll start the list with a Connecticut sale. Mm-hmm. This was a Tommy Hilfiger sale for $45 million. I love the exterior layout of this property. That well, aerial the, view is fantastic. The funniest part about this whole Tommy Hilfiger thing is that his ex-wife 
sold a house in the same town yeah. maybe a few months earlier for like just like pennies less than yeah. him. So it was sort of like a again we're local to Connecticut so you kind of heard about the fact that like she sold for all this money and then like he f- dominated her a few months later selling for even more but no it's a beautiful house yeah that was in Greenwich and it was a 45 yep. million dollar sale yeah I know the uh, person that does uh, his tennis courts you know yeah uh, shout out to Hinding Tennis yeah mm-hmm. uh, Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. and Porta de Rose Portia. Portia Portia I don't Portia. know her. sorry oh, Lord. sorry Portia okay yep $45 million sale. This is one of two sales for Ellen. Mm-hmm. And they're known for their love of real estate. And so they let go of their 10,000 square foot Beverly Hills home for $45 million. They bought it from Adam Levine. Is Adam Levine the guy from The Voice I, or whatever? He, yeah, he is from The Voice. Is that, and, is, that, is that really all that he's known for is The Voice? Tell me more. I just remember him from that. And they bought it, <laughs> they bought it from him. Two years prior for $42.5 million. Yeah. I didn't know Adam Levine was, was that kind of a star. Well, he also is the lead singer of Maroon 5. Have you ever heard of Maroon 5? Yeah, I've heard of Maroon 5. Okay. Oh, Lord. So he was on, I guess he was on The Voice and then and then joined Maroon 5 or started Maroon 5. There you go. Oh, okay. A little Adam Levine fun fact for you. I didn't uh, know that. Or, or, or Adam Levine. Uh, 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 Byron Levine. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Yeah. You don't know Sean Penn. You don't I was surprised know to see Adam that Adam Levine. Levine was in the game of $42 million home. Sorry, Adam. Yes. Yep. I, I didn't mean to put you in that category there. All right. Mm-hmm. Bette Midler. You know, first time I ever heard Bette Midler was when a client said to me, hey, Byron, I got to go because I'm going to have dinner with Bette Midler. I'm like, who is Bette Midler? And, How uh, long ago was that? Like t- a couple months ago? No, that was like four or five years ago. So you just learned who Bette Miller was four or five years ago? Yeah, about four or five years ago, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So she sold a $45 million Upper East Side penthouse, which was 10,000 square feet. For $45 million. Sounds like a deal. $5 million under uh, original asking price. Mm-hmm. There you go. There Mark, you go. Zuck- Mark Zuckerberg spent $53 million on 600 acres of land on the Hawaiian island of Kauai, mm-hmm. adding to the 700 acres of space in Kauai that they purchased in 2014 for over a hundred million. Wow. So they're now into this, uh, like I guess they own the island. They own more than a thousand acres. It's amazing. They're into it for 153 million. So yeah. But he goes Zucks. He's living in the real world and the metaverse. And the metaverse. Yep. Ellen and Portia also sold another property for $55 million. I mean, they're selling assets like they're mm-hmm. Michael Jackson here. And uh, where was this one? This was in Montecito. Yep. 9,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're making a profit here. I mean, they bought it just the year prior for 49 and then they sold it for 55 I mean, not a horrible... That that's a six that's six million. I'll, I'll take it. And they made two and a half million on the other one, unless they yeah. put money into that one. I don't know, but they're, I don't know. They're flipping in the big leagues, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get there someday. One day we will, of course. Mm-hmm. Kanye West, I saw this one. I don't know if you saw this property. It was, uh, it's in Malibu that he bought, designed by. I hope I don't butcher the name here, Tadeo Ando. Okay. And famous architect. Bought it for fifty-seven point three million. We'll have to post pictures. And it's of this. only thirty-six hundred square feet. Well, it's it's right on the water in Malibu. You've been in Malibu Beach, of course. It's I right have. on the beach. Yep. 
and it's just concrete and glass. It's, I mean, this is for the fan of the extreme minimalist is right because it's, it's a unique property. Uh, I like that style, but mm-hmm. for fifty-seven million dollars, uh, for fifty-seven million, it, it's it's a crazy purchase. It's nothing like extremely fancy about it. So it's an mm-hmm. interesting property. Scooter Braun, Scooter Braun, pop star manager Scooter Braun bought a Brentwood record in September for $65 million. It's a farmhouse, 19,000 square feet. Scooter Braun is the one that screwed over Taylor Swift, right? I don't know the answer to that. Yes. I don't know who Scooter There's Braun something is. I know. There's something I know. He bought her rights. He bought all her rights to her music, and she wanted them, but he owns them. So it sounds like Taylor Swift is paying for, for this, this, yeah. this house. Yeah. yeah, T-Swift. Yeah. Who also owns a house in, in Wachill, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The weekend paid $70 million in one of LA's most expensive deals of the year contemporary Bel Air mansion. Love the photo there. I love that love artwork. Love the photo. I, I, well, so he's at the header of this article too. Did you, did you see his pool? It's like a like a second floor yeah. pool, and it, like the waterfall onto the first floor. I I'm a fan of the weekends house. I would I would visit. What do you think of that mustard yellow? Um, do, is it working you, for you? Well, do you see though? It's like a shot. It's like a super shiny. You see how shiny it is? Yeah, I like yeah. the lacquer look. You do like the lacquer look? Yeah. yeah. Like like cabinets too. I do. Okay. Hmm. You're not a fan, are you? I love the lacquer paint, but not not a cabinet. It's got to be the right. It's got to be, you know, high-end yeah. cabinetry. You can't go to like uh, Ikea. Ikea? Yeah. Ikea I'm sure Ikea, Ikea probably has a lacquer. Yeah. <laughs> you got a few. Jeff Bezos spent $78 million in an off-market deal. They're predicting that it was $78 million. It was only 14 acres of land in Hawaii, but it was on Maui Island. Mm. Have you ever been to Hawaii? Never. Neither have I. No. No. And then uh, top out the ten top 10 list here. Calvin Klein sold his East Hampton home for $85 million. He had it for 34 years, 8.4 acre property. And uh, it's, it was a, a full, full. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, please. Go ahead. 81.4 million more than he paid in 87. So, Crazy. Crazy. A little appreciation there, too. A little bit. Just a little. I didn't know Calvin Klein was was uh still right still rocking and rolling. Love the love the boxers. Well, or or maybe he's not. That's why he had to sell his house for eighty one million dollars. Nothing mean, but nothing but good now, wishes to Calvin. Now he's good. Now nope. he's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. So uh, tell us tell us what uh, in the comments what your most expensive sale was of the year. Love to hear from you in your market. What was your most Ooh, expensive sale? That's fun. That's a fun one. We can celebrate you. Of yeah. 2021 and what your 2022 prediction is. So both of those, love to hear from you in the comments. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, love for you to leave a review if you're listening or subscribe on YouTube. Have a incredible new year. You as well, Nicole. Yeah, you you have a wonderful new year. Do you have yeah. a, a your resolution? You're, yeah, you got a resolution? Well, you, I mean, you're... You're kind of following the the Brad theme, a sober, at least a sober month. You're doing I am, dry I'm January. Doing, I am doing dry January. We'll see where it leads. It's funny. I I I swear I get the same meme every day from everybody about. Um, I have to. I'll have to pull it up. I I got this. I I already got it three times this morning. 
Um, I, I think I got it five times yesterday. And it says, I'm giving up drinking for a month. Sorry, that came out wrong. I'm giving up drinking for a month. But I am giving up drinking for the month of July. I mean, the month of January. Sorry. So, we'll so see I won't, where I won't invite me. you to dinner next week when I'm up there. No, we can go to I, I want to. So that's that's where I'm having the hardest time because I feel like suddenly I will have no life. And that's no friends. my You'll have that's no my friends. that's my fear here. Like I'm not a you don't have to be afraid of me. You can still invite me out. I'm I'm hopeful that I'm still a good time sober. Um, mm. But we'll you know, we'll we'll see how it all goes. But no, you can invite me to dinner. Don't you skip you on the dinner. You could you could invite me to happy hour, and you know I'll I'll sip on my like my happy seltzer. hour and dinner are the same thing. I like an early dinner. So. Yeah, so I but I'm excited about it. We'll see where it takes me. Um, I think we have probably eight or so people on the team that are that are following suit. So we'll see what Good. happens. I yeah. love it. It's great. I love it too. It's a great thing. Yeah. All right. Happy New Year, guys. We'll see you happy New Year. next year when we come back. Keep it real. See you guys.